Hey friend, Michael McCurry here. Thank you so much for joining me once again for Bible Tract Echoes. I can't thank you enough for taking of your time and investing it right here with me on this program. Now, today might feel just a little bit more normal because we're actually inside of a structure now. The previous days, we've talked about an engine shutoff or electrical shutoff for our battery on this RV that I'm sitting in right now. Yesterday, we talked about tire pressures. And before we take off down the road later this week, I'm going to check all of the tire pressures on the RV and the tow dolly. Make sure everything is good to go. But today, we're inside the RV. Got the comforts of home in here to some degree. It's about a 36-foot long motorhome. My wife has done a great job uh, making sure it looks all nice and everything and feels like home. It really is home on the road. My daughter's every once in a while. Uh, when we finally get back in the motorhome, we probably spend, oh, let me think here, between 10 and 14 weeks in the motorhome every, every year. And if we go a long stretch uh, not being in the motorhome, when we finally get back, my daughters will say, I missed the motorhome. Well, I kind of do too. It's a little bit more minimal living. Uh, you can't take quite as much stuff with you. You can have all the comforts of home, like a, for my wife, a coffee maker and the uh, pots and pans and the clothes and all those types of things, but everything's just a little smaller. Everything's a little more cramped and you feel a little closer together phys physically and literally. Now, if you would, go to the book of 2 Kings. The book of 2 Kings. I got my Bible right here beside me. 2 Kings chapter number five is where we will find our thought today. We've been talking about little things. On uh, Monday, we talked about a little snack. We talked about the little boy that Andrew brought to Jesus. And he had five barley loaves and two small fishes. And God did a marvelous work through that. Yesterday, we talked about David with his little sling and his little stone. We talked about Moses with his little stick, with his rod, the one that he stretched out over the sea and the sea parted. Of course, it was God's power, but that little stick played a part. We're talking about little things today. Now, we're inside a not-so-little structure, this RV. 36 feet long, I've already mentioned. It's big. The wind can blow it back and forth. But in the grand scheme of eternity, and relative to our home, we have a small home as well. It's only about 900 or 1,000 square foot or so. This RV is pretty small. We're talking about little things. 2 Kings chapter number 5. 2 Kings chapter number 5. We're going to talk about a little servant. Look, if you would, at 2 Kings 5 and verse number 1. Now Naaman captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master, and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies, and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he, the prophet, would recover him, Naaman, of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. 
And the king of Syria said, Go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. Now pause here for just a moment. This little servant girl, she says not but a few words, less than a paragraph. Would God that my master were with the man of God, because that man of God would recover you, Naaman, from your leprosy. Those words had scarcely left her mouth, and things start happening. Think about it. The king of Syria, he his gears start going. Not only that, but he commissions a messenger, and he takes a massive amount of money. I mean, relative to how much, I, I don't know what a servant, what a slave was sold for in these days. Of course, uh, biblically and, and morally, we're against slavery, most certainly, obviously. But I want you to think about this, what the worth, to the world's eyes, what the worth of this little servant girl was, in a few words from her mouth, caused the machinery of government, the machinery of man, to start moving. The king of Syria sent a large amount of money, a large sum of money, to the king of Israel. And then, so now we have two kings involved, not only Naaman's involved, but messengers and all these people that are moving the money around. This is, you got to realize, it's not like a credit card. It, it, it didn't fit in a small, just a little bundle. This was a large amount of money here. And now we've got a second king involved because in verse number seven, and it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes. The, the, the words of this little servant girl are, well, they're not causing problems, but they're making things happen. He rent his clothes and said, am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. The king of Israel thought the king of Syria, Syria was just trying to cause problems, was trying to give him an impossible task. Apparently the king of Israel did not know God as he should have because he would have known. It's amazing how the little servant girl knew of the man of God, but the king didn't. Reminds us of our current political situation with these legislators and these uh, presidents and these and judiciaries that, that don't seem to know God like God's people know him. It will always be thus, I assume. But this king did not know that there, or did, apparently did not want to remember that there was a man of God that could save Naaman. Continue on in verse number eight. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, now we're introduced to the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of, of Elisha. And what happens next? Elisha tells him he needs to go dip in the river Jordan. You may have heard that song. He dipped, he dipped, he dipped. But here we go. Naaman, finally, he's angry about it. He doesn't think he should have to do it. He thinks it's beneath him to bathe in the, the muddy waters of Jordan. But finally, he does it. And what happens? He comes, verse number 14, Then went he down and dipped himself seven times, just like he was prescribed in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. 
And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. Now he's tr he tries to give a gift to Elisha. And he says, No, I didn't do it for that. I did it to serve God. God has shown himself. This is all for God's glory. And Naaman turns back his way. And all of this happens. Because a little servant girl opens her mouth. It's amazing to me what will happen when God's people, God's servants, will open their mouths. Is there something that God wants you to say or do, just a little thing that you're not doing? Is there someone in your family that you are supposed to, you know God wants you to witness to? Meaning, someone that God wants you to take the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ represented by this Bible that I have in my hand right now, and he wants you to share the gospel, to share the goodness of his grace, to share the sacrifice that he made on Calvary for you, for me, for the entire world. You know, friend, it may seem a little thing. It may be a little awkward. It may be just a little uncomfortable. It may be a little out of your comfort zone. But friend, those little things can make big, can have big consequences for good or for ill. You think about it. If you don't say something, someone you love could end up in an eternity in hell. I know you don't want that. I'm asking you on previous days of this broadcast and... Really, for the last three years, it's seldom that I turn the screws, and maybe it's to my shame, to my chagrin, seldom do I turn the screws on our listeners about doing the hard things. I'll talk about how we should take gospel tracts. I've got some in my back pocket right now. How we should take gospel tracts, and we should hand them out. I talk about how if you're unfamiliar or you're, you consider yourself an introvert, just leave them places. And absolutely, you can do that. Anybody can do that. But maybe today, you need to get serious, eternally serious, about actually speaking to someone. You know, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you know Christ as your Savior, I ask you very bluntly, very plainly, who have you shared him with? I remember personally the fear and trepidation as I was about 16, 17 years old. I sat down across from my great-grandmother. This lady, she could be a very severe lady at times. She'd been a, a teacher, public school teacher for many years. The Bible to her, it was just a history book. She'd rejected much greater men than I when explaining the gospel. I sat down across from her and explained how God had saved me and about how God wanted to save her. You know what she did? She rejected. Now, it turns out, she got saved seven days before she stepped over into glory. My dad had the privilege of leading her to the Lord. But you know what? I don't regret for a moment. I don't rue the day that I sat down. I, I can tell you there was butterflies in the pit of my stomach. I was more nervous then than for any preaching I've ever done. I preached to three, four, five hundred people, and that was nothing compared to sitting down one-on-one -on -one with my grandma to tell her about the gospel. Can I tell you, I'm so glad I did. Is there someone that you need to talk to? This little servant girl, all she did was open her mouth and state the obvious. Oh, if you would just go to the man of God in Israel. Friend, is there someone that you need to quote-unquote state the obvious to? 
Oh, if you just accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Maybe it's a father, it's a mother. It can be difficult. These people that raised you, that love you, difficult to go to them and tell them that the way they are living is has been for 50, 60, 70 years of their life is going to put them in an eternity in hell. That's a hard thing. Can I tell you, you will not regret. Now, go with the right spirit. Do it the right way. Don't shove the Bible down their throat and, and put your bony finger in their face and say, you're going to hell. No, no, you can be kind, but you can also tell the truth. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Friend, let me encourage you. Get serious today. Thank you so much for joining me for Bible Tracked Echoes. Don't miss the remainder of this week as we continue to talk about little things. Thank you so much. Have a great day for His glory. And God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tracked Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 309- 828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.